We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 14th day of November, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Ned, how are you, Mr. Wizard? I'm fine. It has a pig in shit, actually. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, I spoke with you on the phone briefly today. We didn't really go over everything that we were going to talk about. We mentioned one topic that we were going to discuss, uh, but I, mm -hmm. I suppose we'll get into that because I want to talk about the the COP twenty seven and and all that stuff. And you found out some information. Yeah, I know. I made the same face. Uh, you found out some information on these uh, small modular reactors. So we'll talk about those today. Um, but I thought I thought we would start with this just so we can get it out of the way. There was a man in the UK that was sentenced to six months in prison today. Uh, now, I know that jail sentences get handed out quite a bit in your judiciary system. What did he do? Steal an Easter egg? Not quite. He did something far worse than stealing an Easter egg. It was far worse than that. This is for an action that he took during the lockdowns. He was serving mince pies during the lockdowns. He's a 72-year-old man. Um, oh, that's, evil. That's what he was doing. And then he tried to, to destroy the evidence. And so, yeah. Eating it. <laughs> uh, something like that. He was serving mince pies and alcohol at the Cloudside Shooting Grounds in Stratfordshire on De or in December of 2020 when the country was in Tier 3 lockdown, which only permitted venues to operate as drive-throughs or takeaways. So you see, he was on his own I thought, I thought this. I thought the standard... Um price for anything in lockdown was only 50 quid well it could have been anywhere up to if i'm not mistaken it was everywhere or anything up i want to say it was like fifteen thousand pounds is what yeah, so, but i saw someone 50 yeah well that's because he's the pm which you actually had to pay for that because your taxes pay his salary so well if i'm a taxpayer then i think i'll let him off and give him a year's supply of mince pies so he can carry on <laughs> yeah. well the the poor chap that's made him is going to be in jail so he's, um i actually yeah. i have the menu i caught a glance of the menu that their fat asses are eating down there in uh, in egypt we'll get to that um but i um yeah, I, I thought that was absolutely crazy. You know, a guy's been sentenced to six months in jail because he served for being um, for doing something for the community. That's right. Okay, that adds up about right. Uh, he permitted uh, customers to consume alcohol indoors and have a Lord. meal during a tier three lockdown. <laughs> oh, dear God, which we all know was a load of crap and killed people anyway. That was nonsense, anyway. Yeah, of course it was. Anyway, so basically, uh, who who could have the right to do that? They should have just gone. Uh, garden uh, parties dismissed. Garden parties case at number dismissed. ten. Yeah, Gar case garden dismissed. parties. That's right. Case dismissed. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. All right, COP twenty seven. Right. Yeah, everybody. Oh, Biden God. spoke. Yeah, Biden spoke at COP twenty seven today. But let's talk about how these um, uh, these delegates How many sentences did he string together? Yeah, he couldn't even formulate one. <laughs> let's talk about how these people got their four hundred 
let me say that again, 400 private jets have arrived in yeah. Egypt for the COP27 <laughs> that climate doesn't, summit. That doesn't include the entourage, all the people that were associated with it. And if you look into the numbers, although you had 400 jets, and that means 400 luxury probably hotel rooms you got and it. whatever vehicles, etc., and um, the and cheese they probably had after having a meal probably was worth about a hundred quid a pot. But the, they reckon associated with getting them all organized and everything would have been about 19,000 people. That's just unbelievable. They wanted to clear it that, up because the initial reports said there were 1,500 private jets. Now, see, they only worked that down to 400. So you see, they were actually saving the planet by, by getting that down from 1,500. So, and they couldn't actually do it on the internet. No, they have to be there in person. No, that, that's, that's like, these are, these are delicate negotiations. These have to be done in person. You have to have face-to-face meetings. Delicate foie gras. <laughs> yeah, wait till you see the menu. <laughs> uh, by the way, just good. just real quick, you said nineteen thousand people were involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's roughly uh, if you, assuming each vehicle had a chauffeur. Uh, you're looking at about thirty five hundred vehicles to to transport those people. Yeah, but we're talking about the transport. We're talking about the people associated with oh, uh, organising it okay, without yeah, giving them stuff. There's about 19,000 people being associated. So, I mean, that amount of money, that amount of movement of people, that amount of, oh, we all know this net zero, this carbon footprint. Every one of those titles has been pumped out by oil firm somewhere or created by somebody and then a, a great design of their own. And it, it, it's just, bollocks because when it comes down to them they would have said that they probably said oh well this is a net zero conference why because hang on somebody somewhere out of taxpayers money somewhere offset it and paid the carbon bill yeah taxpayers money ooh, ooh, ooh. very much did you enjoy your party yes it will just carry on it is it, it, it's openly done i mean it's just an excuse the paris accord the biggest load of bs Somebody says it's your word, Bruce. By the way, you heard that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just to clarify that, I wouldn't say it's my word. I just use that to make it's it just more the way. Yeah, friendly. it's just the way you use it. Mark yeah. uses bullshit. You use BS. Yeah. I All right. It, the other thing, the other one I use is actually bovine excrement. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. we're blaming the animals. There's nothing that's, worse than well, human right. crap. Oh yeah. That's oh, that's okay. But New Zealand, they're blaming the animals too. Let's talk about uh, what. We're on the path too. If we do nothing, you, you see, this is the UN Secretary General speaking at COP twenty-seven. What are we on the path to if we do nothing? If that doesn't do nothing. explain what nothing yeah. means. Well, the, he's going to tell you what nothing. So we're means. always doing something. He's going to tell you. Yeah, he's going to tell you what nothing means. This UN climate conference is a reminder that the answer is in our hands, and the clock is ticking. We are in the fight of our lives, and we are losing. Greenhouse gas emissions keep growing, global temperatures keep rising, and our planet is fast approaching tipping points that will make climate chaos irreversible. We are on a highway to climate hell with our foot still on the accelerator. Said the man who just put his gas to the pedal or whatever you want that to call would it. Be, that would be correct, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there, is, there is nothing worse 
and speaking a language and making an ass of yourself. He was trying to speak pigeon English there. And he said, in our ends. Yes, it's in your ends. It's in your ass, mate. You're speaking out of it. They know that they're speaking out of it. That's the interesting thing. They continue on this path and they continue to double down. Yeah. They, they know that they've already lost it. But th this is this is it. COVID has, for all intents and purposes, they've gotten the numbers that they've, uh, I, I don't think it was as high as they want, but they've gotten the numbers of people jabbed out of COVID that I think that they wanted. I think they wanted them a little higher, but they'll take that for what it is. They've already moved on. Climate change know, is, still, is the next thing. They'll still thing. get more. They'll still get more. Of course. Yeah, of course. They're still pushing the COVID agenda and yes. people will still get boosted. Yes. So no matter what happens, although people have got to understand, if, you, if you've had the jab, if you've had the second jab, if you've had the booster, right, a lot of people out there, their systems will find a way of coping with it quite possibly. But there are a hell of a lot of people that are going to get harmed by it, have been harmed by it. And that is the slow deterioration they want where they can have other agendas going on around there still achieving the main aim that they want. And if they're still pushing pharmaceutical death, because that's what it is, the medical dependency of it all, I'd like people to actually look in on their own lives and go, where was it where I became medically dependent? When did I start taking medication? And since then, I seem to have been on it continually. Because I think a lot of people will find... Uh, they've been on medication for a serious long time, a very long time, and they look at. And if you look at it that way, you possibly didn't need to. You you possibly could have taken charge of it your own way sometimes. Because I've known loads of people who actually fed up and give it. Is there another reason? And there are people out there that can tell you there are ways to look after yourself. And there are doctors doing it and saying there are clean ways of doing it with life and whatever. The other thing is, I mean, they've they they, they still push the um pharmaceutical that, that 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 agenda meanwhile with the food agenda which we, we were talking about before uh, all the amino acids and why we're omnivores and why nature has got us to this point and nature is the only reason we're here is because survival button nature has found a way and each step each time um some animal has fallen off the chain or it's it's gone out the system over the tens of thousands and millions of years it's because something else took over from it found another way to survive in the conditions and they survived for so long there was a slight so many small changes that nature allowed within a genetic chain our genetic chain goes back so far that yes, made us that, here that's a natural change that's a natural uh, and yeah. that's a natural evolution of things i'm okay with that they're forcing and that is what the change we are losing exactly i agree i agree I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you here i'm just saying they're forcing the change and this is going to have uh, like the, the repercussions just, of this yeah it's going to be it's going to be off the charts they're, they're, they're openly destroying something a system that was intended go on for an endless amount of time this is supposed to slowly slowly get better adapt and go on and go on this is some uh, that hasn't reached its end yet and yet they think that they can go in leaps and bounds and just mess things around and, and every time we put our foot in something every time we create a, a, a medical answer to something it has side effects uh, is a wonderful thing to do is just to actually Look at what medication you're taking and actually look at possible side effects, anything. 
look back on the history of anything that is man-made medicine that has gone away from live medicine. And actually, you will find out that the majority of it, although there are some really good ones, the majority of it is can be quite damaging and has had changes on society. Well, if you go out into your streets, if you go out anywhere, the way we've politically changed our society and everything to make more dependent society, whether it's on welfare, whether it's on medical, we, we've dumped ourselves down. We, we, we have just crippled ourselves in so many aspects. Uh, no wonder there's uh, a, a few people out there that think they're above everybody else. And the rest of, uh, and the majority of the population are, um, what, what was that um, man, Harari? They're just surplus. Why do we need the population? Wasn't yeah. that what you were saying? What are we going to do with all these useless people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where does that, he just so says where does he it. He's like, the biggest question we're going to be facing in economics and politics in the coming decades is what are we going to do with all these useless people? They're not useless. To him, they I are. Think, I think JP had a good idea about some trash up and put it in the pit. Yeah, yeah, pick up some trash, yeah. <laughs> pick up a piece of trash. So before we before we drift too far, we, we got more to cover on uh, on COP27. Yeah, Richie apologies. Sunak. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, it's all relevant points. Absolutely all relevant points. Uh, Richie Sunak talking about the reason we need to act so fast on climate change is because of... But it is also economically right too. Climate security goes hand in hand with energy security. Putin's abhorrent war in Ukraine and rising energy prices across the world are not a reason to go slow on climate change. They are a reason to act faster because diversifying our energy supplies by investing in renewables is precisely the way to ensure ourselves against the risks of energy dependency. You see, that's a reason to act faster, not slower. Yeah, and blame Putin along the way again. I'm still out on Putin, whether he's part of it or whatever, or whether at this point, he's going to get it. At this point, on that, on that, that that's, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. At this point, I think he's part of it. And the reason I say, the reason I say is because the way that this is being used by these, uh, whatever, these puppet people here in the West, blaming him for everything, he'll take the bad press. He doesn't care. The Russian government doesn't care. They'll take the hit. They don't care. They have enough to be energy independent. They don't need to be pushing off onto this, this green energy crap, but it can be used for them to push their agenda as leverage here on us. So oh, yeah. if but our people are sold you- out, which they are, then- That makes perfect sense. Also, if you add that to the possibility, like I've always said, I'm out on him. I I reckon he'd go as far as a river and stop there. If the agreement made was, well, you can have a bit of land and you can do this and this is how we want you to play it out and you will never lose that bit. That also means Lenski is part of it, correct? And he can have his money. And the only people that have been sold out there, people themselves. And that is the simplest of it all. And if that answer comes to it, and then they have this all of a sudden almighty peace agreement, you keep the line where you are, Zelensky, you do whatever you are, and people will go back there. No one. Zelensky's the perfect, it's an interesting he's perfect idea. puppet. Yeah, yeah. He's the perfect he's the perfect fall guy though, if it all goes wrong. They can yeah, blame no, him. but he's a perfect fall guy if it goes wrong. But the point is, if that happens, he's got his perfect exit strategy. Because if the people cry out, how can you do this? He'll just walk off with his money because yeah. he's made it already. Oh, they like I said, and then they, he'll he'll just let go. Is. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm, sorry I let, I'm sorry I let you down. And he'll just go off for his party. And that's it. Uh-huh. Now 
Ned, you, you see these people that are in Egypt, they, they really do. They care about the climate. You see, they, they care about they care about these uh, these plant based diets that they want to force everybody into. They really care about that stuff and not having any meat. Meat prices here, by the way, are exploding. But I, I want you to I want you to hear some of what's on the menu. OK, that they have down there. There's just a few things. Right. And I'm sure that these are. These are probably some of the most exquisite pieces, I'm sure, or, or dishes or, or whatever. Um, I'm sure that there couldn't be anything more extravagant than this, but this is what I was able to see. Let's start with one of your options here. Uh, salmon with creamy sauce and chives with basmati rice. That's $40. Grilled sea bass filet with lemon and caper sauce, chateau potato and mixed vegetables. That's $25. Marinated grilled beef with grated potatoes, root vegetables and green pepper sauce. That's $35. Ravioli with pesto, cheese, and cream, that's $20. Chicken breast with orange gravy sauce and basmati rice, that's $30. And if you want the Angus beef medallion with mushroom sauce and sautéed potatoes, that's $100. There's not enough bugs in there. <laughs> uh, you see, they, they care so much uh, about the environment. All, it's almost reminiscent of the menu that we looked at at COP26 in Glasgow, wasn't it, Bruce? Uh, yeah, it's very familiar. Though the prices seem a little bit higher. That's that's a bit pricey. That's for inflation. A that's inflation. Steak. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you gotta you gotta truck all that in there yeah. because oh, hang on, Egypt, hang on, hang know. on. That, well, do you true. think uh, is that coming out of their pocket or Well no. No, that's coming out of yours and mine because the taxpayer like we're, <laughs> we're paying to shuttle their fat asses down there to that conference where they were gonna accomplish <laughs> yeah. nothing. I really hope they enjoyed that meal. Yeah. I really do. I mean uh, I wouldn't wish I wouldn't wish indigestion on anybody at all. I bet they, I, I tell you what, I bet they let off, I mean, they've, and I bet there's a lot of other hot air coming out of them. Well, you I mean, see, by the time they you finished. see, it's, yeah, by the time they finished that, you see, they, they have, they had a little bit of a problem when it related to that, because you see, they had a, they had a, uh, an infrastructure problem on the premises where they had the conference. They had uh, open sewage lines running right out in front of the, uh, the entrances and where the food was being served. And so they, I mean, they, they just. The infrastructure wasn't set up to handle that many people, and so the lines just burst. Uh, and they, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not joking. Thirty-five thousand delegates are down there, uh, just yeah, from 200 countries, uh, near from almost all the all the countries. Seriously? Like yeah, yeah, thirty-five thousand. They're at the uh, the Sinai Peninsula down there to talk about you know everything to do with the climate change. They say that um, the logistics seem to be a problem down there. Uh, and it's not for the faint-hearted because some sewage lines busted out in front of everybody. The, the lines were long and they had confusing signs and no one could read a map. Listen to some of this. A sewage pipe on Wednesday evening appeared to burst next to the exit of the, quote, blue zone, which was a UN-managed uh, space where negotiations are held. Uh, the leak sent streams of foul-smelling liquid waste down one of the venue's main thoroughfares, prompting many to attempt to hurdle the flow in a bid to catch a bus back to their luxury five-star hotel. It'd be a shame if they got human waste all over their uh, their Gucci shoes there. It'd be a real shame. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. A certain UN representative, was she there? Christine Fuguera is that her name? I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question, but I don't know. Because she was the one, wasn't she the one that said something like meat eaters should have a separate area in a restaurant? Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I re I recall that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't know if she was there. I would imagine so. Yeah, and I don't think she was standing. Uh, she would probably have been the first one ordering that uh, that Angus with mushrooms and uh, and grated potatoes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just wondered whether she was down there. You know, that'd been a yeah. really nice menu for her. Yeah. 
but yeah. Going on here, a um, uh, a climate and policy expert from a German investment firm said that log- was quoting logistics seemed to be a thing here. Uh, it's not for the faint hearted. Uh, I was struggling to get from the blue to the green zone. I okay, whatever. I thought it was more connected these two worlds, and I found them really very separate. And it was hard to get there. You see, they don't know where to go. If they're not trying to you trying to get to mm. their their meetings there, they don't know where to go. Now, Sarah Gary, who was an executive officer at the British Society of Soil Science. She was there. She's also in attendance. (laughs) (laughs) Only only government authorities could come up with something so blatantly ridiculous. She's quoted by saying, uh, as she was waiting in line to order a vegan burger uh, for lunch, she said, it's the only place that sells anything vegan or vegetarian. At least I think so. I haven't found anywhere else yet. She arrived on mid-afternoon on Wednesday uh, and planned to stay through Saturday. And she said that she'd had a couple of experiences of not being able to find the restrooms in some of the Blue Zone buildings despite following the signs. Oh, my goodness. They don't know where anything is because the signs. She says, some of the infrastructure is a bit lacking. Even with the signage, I can't find my way anywhere. So the signs to the restrooms, you go there and it doesn't exist. I can't understand the map. And it's not that I'm not very good at map reading. I did my Girl Scouts, but the maps just don't make any sense. I think we're all here for the right reasons, but it would be really helpful to have some of the basic infrastructure stuff just to allow us to become more involved. Uh, Bruce, do you remember what I said about these people when we were on on Friday? I said they're unemployable. They have absolutely (laughs) no skills, none whatsoever. They go through the institutions and they're programmed how to be nobodies. They're programmed how to be stupid. You mean they marched into their job, sat at a desk and said, we've ergonomically that's not even a this job. for you now. This is not even a job. This. No, those people that are down there, that's not even a job. This is concocted garbage. That's not a job. Yeah. That, don't you understand that we've been through years and years, and this is how governments change and you get, remember, you, whether it, you want to call it the left side, the liberal side, whatever, they created jobs, best jobs for people. To say how do, how do you think they reduce? Let's reduce. We've reduced the um at the unemployed. They've just created six hundred desk jobs, and by reducing the time it takes for somebody to do a check on something, so they got to do it twice a year. So a smaller company has to shoulder cost, or the taxpayer has to shoulder cost because you've got another couple of desk jockeys there. And they've, you know, and that's what they double up on everything. They tie up the bureaucracy. And these desk jobs have just been expanding and expanding, expanding. In fact, it got to a point, I think, where all their open plan offices, they had to hot desk. So they made sure people went away for a period of time. So you had two people using the same bloody desk. And it, it just, it just, it just gets ridiculous. And yeah, it's, it's, for the people, other people are messed up by the people. It's just, uh, and then you get, and then people get blamed. I'm, I'm curious, uh, talking about this, uh, you, you referencing this woman there that was talking about how she was unable to find any other vegan restaurants, only the one vegan restaurant. Um, now, as a meat eater, or well, really an omnivore, but I, I like my meats as well. I'm told I have to give up meat because, um, we got to save the planet. So the only thing I'm allowed to eat is either bugs or fruits and vegetables. That's it. Um, okay, if that's the case, and we're all supposed to be vegans now, uh, then shouldn't they lead by example? And shouldn't they all be eating nothing but vegan foods? 
should they not be banned from having uh you know that nice angus steak or uh you know their fish or no because they're being honest no. and uh, to be they fair being honest they're saying we yeah, don't yeah. need to but you do that's right. That's right. And they, mm -hmm. they couldn't actually attend these conferences because the way that they're traveling, <laughs> that wouldn't be allowed. That, that's true, too. The, the amount of uh, CO2 they're releasing, which is supposed to be such a horrible, destructive gas, that greenhouse gas. Yeah, this is, this is a load of crap. And, and the, the fact that they were unable to read a map to get around, I, I find that laughable as well. Idiots. Um, Complete idiots. Uh, We're not even talking about like a topographical map here. We're not even talking about like a paper map of like the lay of the land. We're talking about a complex that's been specifically designated to house your sorry asses to discuss nothing. Yeah, that's that's why I'm other giving airtime. Tell you the truth. It's unbelievable. That that's my other beef with this whole situation is they're complaining that they're in this nice complex, five star hotel. They got this nice food being cooked for them, and they're complaining that there's logistics issues. Why don't you come and live in our life for a little bit, in our shoes, and enjoy the wonders of having to deal with traffic and logistics issues? Life of uh, the common or, people, are you kidding me, <laughs> darling? Just can't do that. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe they wouldn't come and stay here for a bit and enjoy not being able to use... You know, your kitchen sink because it, uh, the, the plumbing issues and all the, no, no, uh, they can. No, see, you, you know what the problem is? We don't have enough money. That's what the issue is. We don't have enough money to fight this. So we're going to need more. And John Kerry is going to tell you exactly how much we need. Once the rules get fully worked out and everybody's in a comfort place, hopefully this will be implemented because we desperately need the money. There is not enough money in any country in the world to actually solve this problem. It takes trillions, and no government that I know of is ready to put trillions into this on an annual basis. That's what the scientists and the UN finance report say we must do. Two and a half to four and a half trillion every year for the next 30 years. Oh boy, that is money laundering on a whole nother level. Oh lord. So basically, the easiest way to do it is like they used to do centuries ago, wipe out debt and then start again. Simple as that. I've got a, I've got a solution here, a, a possible solution for this. Instead of taking two to four trillion dollars a year from these countries' GDP, which many of these countries, by the way, that they're talking about, don't even have a GDP of anywhere near a trillion. In, in, in some cases. Well, if you look at if you look at banks like J.P. Morgan, which are supposed to have assets of one point two trillion which is one of the lesser um, asset management systems, that is more than most countries' yes. GDP. So yes. it's just it, it's Take uh, the US, for example. We only have $4 trillion of cash circulating the world right now. So the, mm -hmm. the USD, there's only $4 trillion. Uh, now, there's far more of that because of digital, but in physical currency, there's, uh, there's only $4 trillion. Um, so they expect us to take the entirety of what's in cash and pay that each year per country. Um, nah, I have a better solution. How about we string all of you up and we go about our lives of, of producing uh, things that are actually beneficial to the human race? You know, we, we, we've talked about some of the potential products of the future that, um, you know, the like the nuclear diamond batteries, as an example. Uh, so much graphene already. For, yeah. Yeah. The, the, these things are out there. 
and and we could go those directions. We've talked about you know the hydrogen powered vehicles, which surely there's something out there we could find. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of people don't know which way um, Mr. Musk is going and whether he's going to totally go off the rails or whatever. But I'm sorry, he, as far as I'm concerned, I'm. I will go out on the limb with that guy and say he's the only one that actually has spoken the honest truth. Everyone within this controlling sphere of elitists seem to want to nail us to a planet. And the idea of depopulating the countries down is so they can still exist there in their control sphere. That this little nugget is, I mean, if you, if you think about it, I mean, the scientists, whatever, We've sent stuff out there on radio waves, on laser beams, on whatever else. There's so much noise coming out from this sort of arm of our galaxy, from us alone, that if there was anybody within a certain amount of light years by now, it would have been picked up. So we've got, even if it's only this galaxy of our own, if it's ours, that's a lot to play with by itself, let alone the rest of the billions of them that are out there and the ever-expanding universe. So, and to survive, we do need to get out. We do need to. I mean, they say there's so much, so many coincidences had to come together to make us to exist, to make our solar system, the planets as they are, the coincidence, fine. But they are nice coincidences, right? Some people could say it was done by somebody or something or whatever. Wonderful. But it's still there. And if you do believe in that way, or even if you don't, there's an endless amount of minerals and ores and rock and other planets use. And the answer is, the way we're going to look after this place is if we move outwards, because that's when you really learn to appreciate what you've got. And you realize there ain't that much out there. And this is our little gem. And then when we get... We've only got to go as far as the asteroid belt to find that we can have loads of stuff there to actually either replenish or not use any more up here and to appreciate this. There's a lot of space out there. We can do an enormous amount of things. I mean, you look at the latest one about the SMR, what the small modular reactors, the ability to, if you think, everything we do now, we could 3D print or 4D print. We have the ability to do that. Which all that means is that we need a transmission line for data and information. And at the other end, we just need the raw materials. So the only thing you'd have to, if you went, basically, if you, you could either find the raw materials, because everything has been mapped. We, ha we have done a wonderful thing about mapping planets, asteroids. We've mapped things that are light years away. It's like we're just waiting for somebody to say, well, go ahead then, off you go. and. So the only thing we might have to take is the actual fuel itself, as in to be able to build an SMR. Can you imagine that? I mean, we know now that those wonderful sandstorms on Mars aren't as violent as what well. they seem violent, but because of the uh, atmosphere, they're not as dense and as dangerous as what people think. So you could actually go out there and what do you need most? Energy. Build an SMR. You can bung one ear. You could just take something out there. You could actually have that. You could make a habitable situation so easy now. Um, if people are thinking about what a, sm um, a small modular reactor is, yeah, it's basically something that was created by um, clever people 
but it's been on on the books for a long time. And now a company has actually got contracts to build them in the UK. And that's Rolls Royce. As to who's funding it, we know Qatar is in there. There's a lot of money from Qatar, but there are a lot of other private investors, which I haven't managed to look at because this is all a bit of a budding thing. But there's at least four recognized sites in the UK, plus several others. And it's mainly going to be Wales, uh, Midlands, Northern England at the moment. We've also talked to Japan about it as well already. So that they're looking forward to Japan because of the energy crisis. And we are thinking seriously about um, rebuilding our nuclear even for the first time since when they had that problem. So, yeah, of course they are. People are so all of a sudden, just like these uh, pipelines that appeared in Europe that are resupplying the gas, this, these SMRs have all of a sudden, they're on the books. They've to, to find, to actually look at an existing, whether it's a closed nuclear site, an old nuclear site, or an existing one, and actually come to an agreement actually say, well, we've got four already and we want another six and they've got the specific names for them and everything, that this has been going on for a while. These things just don't pop out of the air. And to actually get funding for it, to have the, I mean, it was, it's Johnny who found the advert and it was, and that's what triggered me to go, well, I'll have a look at this. I'll just flag it up and see what comes. Then there are, uh, there's a lot of private money behind it. And these SMRs are there to, forestall i think the time it's going to take to get your fusion up and running because that, there's a lot of money being piled into that too a uh, hell of a lot of money and you you get the fusion going you've then got a safe a much safer product because it'll have eligible waste and it won't have waste like uh the fission reactors that we have now but then saying that uh, some of that uh, fissionable waste is usable that's where the nuclear diamond batteries come from. There's something that comes out of everything. We are we are learning, and that's the process we're in. But to actually learn, we actually have to go forward. Control, in fact, all this segregation, all this up-in-the-air chaos, it's just a fog because the answers coming out, people have got answers, they're moving forward. These SMRs is part of the agenda. It is part of the agenda because this has been formulated. To actually do that, that had to be several years in the making just for the bureaucratic side of it and to actually get the money to fund the projects because you'll have existing projects, existing firms that own those areas that'll have to have been in, come into some agreement and they would have wrangled, wrangled over that for money to see who'd get the most out of anything. So it doesn't take two minutes. So, yeah, we're, we're at a point where I don't know how this is going to pan out except that I really don't want those idiots in control and we can't afford a social structure controlled by them because that social structure dampens down the human psyche. The thing that we're brilliant at, the, 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 the imagination, you just can't afford to become all grey jelly beans just working for some idiot. Did I mean, you that, have a that's, look? That's horrible. Hmm? It is. No, it, it is. I, I've just been kind of sitting here listening. Did Did you see these uh, these idiots that uh, tied themselves to the uh, the gantry on the M25? Oh, oh no, no, no! Not the one. Not the not the screaming middle aged woman, was it? Well, that was. I one don't of hear them. that. Yes. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. Well, no, it's okay. Yes, I got another. I've got another younger one here, um, and she's talking about how she doesn't have a future if we don't do this. Hello, my name is Louise. I'm 24 years old, and I'm here. <laughs> I'm here because I don't have a 
and you might hate future, me for doing jump. this and you're entitled to hate me but I wish you would direct all that anger and hatred at our government they are betraying young people like me I would love to be there if they did their lawful duty to their own citizens I'm part of the Just Stop Oil Coalition demanding an end to all new oil and gas licenses in the UK. What we're asking for is what all the scientists are asking for, what the United Nations are asking for, the International Energy, Uh the IPCC. Uh How many more people have to say we don't have a livable future if you continue licensing oil and gas for you to listen? Why does it take young people like me up on a fucking gantry on the M25 for you to listen? Okay, all right. That's enough. It's enough. That yeah, that, that's enough. I, I can't do any more. But that, well, that's, that's... Just, I mean, I'm sorry. As soon as somebody mentions the UN, I've had enough now because yep. the UN. Yep. Years I had, and years I had ago, enough. I had enough. Fifteen been, years ago, it's not the designed, <laughs> the, the designed ideal that were supposed to be peacekeepers end of it actually they they showed the true colors when they walked into so many countries and just stood there and did nothing and they watched everything go on around them in fact they added to the aggravation by doing nothing so basically all they've done is stir it up and then they can happily sit there like that UN one saying, oh, meat eaters should be in a separate part of the restaurant. Right. Oh, and by the, yeah, and, and the rest of it, we own the science. That is why we are working with Google that our name comes out at the top. Yeah, okay. So you've got brainwashing. You've got everything else. Yeah. And, this is the young lady who was just yes. um, tied to the uh, mm-hmm. the gantry there on the M25 and how she, she didn't have a future. She doesn't have a horrible and, life, does she? she? Yeah. As a matter of fact, in this photo here, um, she's on holiday at the moment. She's in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I, I, I wonder how she got there. Couldn't have been an electric sailboat. <laughs> it couldn't have been on the money she was paid for. No. her head off. No, it couldn't have been. Well... That, somebody the boat somebody she's should on. not have given her the key to the handcuffs. That yeah, she the, boat used, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boat she's on. Yeah, the boat she's on. The boat diesel. Yeah, diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's handcuffed her to it, and that's what happened. She got dragged all the way over to. Yeah, Buenos she's stopping oil in Buenos Aires. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry. I mean, anybody that screams their head off has been put in front of a. Hang on, this camera, this phone, and there's no one else there. Wonderful. <laughs> You're not doing anything other than causing other people to follow your idiocy. And she also if drives you really a petrol-powered want... car. I just thought I'd throw that yeah, in there if, as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. But sorry, I've, I've got no time for those people. They, they, they're just they're puppets. I agree, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing. That that is that is what the establishment. Like that's the militant arm of the establishment. That's who those people are. They're the ones. Well, Biden, if, but, but Biden Biden proved it when he said when he voiced it. Get me to the position. I'll do anything. It was bought. So has everybody else been? I'm sorry. Well, you 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 look at her though, and she was saying that why does it take young people to to be the uh, ones to stand up and do all that? Uh, exactly as you guys said, because you're the dupe. Because. Young people are the ones that are being duped so easily in uh, colleges and universities nowadays, and it's starting now in younger ages as well. And you're because you're they, being conditioned to believe that we're all going to die because of climate change. Because they've all gone through the social media thing, where they look into their phones and they wonder whether they're as good looking as something else, or they get put down or whatever. And all they need to be is on the level of 
they don't respect themselves they have nothing they whatever and then they can be made they can be made to do anything it's not a nice position to be in the children are going through it all and now with what they can't even identify now with themselves they identify with i mean they're allowed when a child goes to preschool when a child goes to junior school they identify with animals in playtime or stuff like that. We have now got the children with pronouns identifying with I wolf, you wolf, I tiger, this, whatever. And they're going out with tails on and ears on and whatever. And they're saying, this is me. You haven't got a clue about the animal. That's identification. That's an identifying thing. What, a- what's wrong with it? They're told to force their ideals on people with compelled language. But it's not just it's not just the like the the younger generations though, as in like the kids. I understand that the target audience you're talking about, but it's also in the adult. I'm using that term very loosely. Adult population, uh, as GP called them yesterday, oh, yeah. sub adults. It, yeah, sub adults. I was reading a story not long ago. There is a a, a woman who well, I, okay. There's a there's a. A biological human female, okay, I'll put it that way, who yeah. attends a university. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's the University of Illinois. I'm not entirely sure, or maybe it's Indiana. I don't know. It's one of those two. It starts. It's one of the I states. She identifies as a cat, okay? The university, therefore, has provided her with her own sandbox when she attends classes. Well, a cat litter box so she can... Yes, yes. ...defecate into it. That's correct. <laughs> This okay. So my, my my issue is is well apart from the fact that that person belongs in a mental institution, the institutions they're, teaching, they're enabling this. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but what is it they're doing? It's like thing they call critical race theory. Yeah, you've got people. You, you mean Marxist? Okay. <laughs> oh God, don't. I mean, okay. I mean, I've been, I got so used to it, even to the laughable point where it used to be. If, if 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 in the UK you went to an interview, the only person that didn't have to be told it didn't get the interview by law was a white male. Everybody else other than the white male had to be told a reason why they didn't get it. I got to that point, I went, yeah, okay, fine. Do what you want. I don't care. I will get a job on my own merits, and I know I can. Simple as that. But that law in itself actually showed stupid how biased the world had come when they say they're not biased, but they are biased. It was just the hypocrisy of it all. And yet there was, I think there was a, a black guy, a black parent that stood up to one of your schools. I, I can't remember for the hell, for the life of me. And he actually stood there and he said, I am not one of the oppressed. He said, I am not one of the oppressed. My parents weren't. Yeah, you can go back to slavery. I have a job. I have children here, Right. And he said, this critical race theory is being kept alive, institutions and certain people. It's actually, they are keeping the embers alive. It's actually dead. There is no inst- there is no racism of that. It's being kept in- alive specifically for it. And I'll tell you what, it actually got, and it, it obviously, obviously all the parents were from whatever, white, Chinese, whatever that were there, listening to it. And that actual school finally took on board and kicked and made a couple of changes back to the way it should have been. He did an amazing thing when he he, he actually stood up. And I, w- I wish for the point I could remember what school it was. That was one hell of a speech. And that is what the parents have to do. Because the parents, this 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 um, uh, trans thing, this, this gender dysphoria, the, the parents are taking it on board that it's their fault. 
and they're going along with it. It isn't your fault. It's your fault if you do not protect your child. Your child doesn't know where it's going. This is why there are age limits set on places in the, a person's life like we had, whether it's voting, whether it's drinking, whether it's um, sex or whatever. Yeah, we we if we're honest with ourselves, we thought of all manner of things. The human psyche, if, depending on its environment, how it gets brought up, thinks, of, well, am I, am I not? What's this, whatever? Why do I like this person? Whether it's the same sex or do I really not? Is this love? Is a heart? I mean, you can go through the whole of your life and not really know what love is. You might think you know. You might not know. You might never know. But to find your actual self, you've got to be honest with yourself. And this isn't being honest, just going through, latching onto a fad because it's popular or it's like, I suppose it was coming because music and fashion stopped in the 90s and became much of a muchness whereas you used to have fashion and music used to follow whatever and you used to have people come up they didn't all stay there they knew as music changed and as fashion changed they changed they had it they they changed their the, the way of things it, it was a good thing to actually it taught people that yeah you could be this you could be that you don't have to stay like that you can have some fun but now it's extreme they have found an extreme, and you know a society is on its knees. You go back to history, and this is why I think they don't teach history past the Industrial Revolution, and they only teach modern history, because if they looked and got taught history, they would see all these different empires that had got to a point of decadence. And with that decadence, you one of the main signs was over-sexualization and abuse and everything, and then it fell. They they went to an extreme, whether it's the Roman emperors, the society that went all around the world, they Germany. had some really bad shit going on. Weimar Republic, period of hyperinflation. Look at Berlin at the time. Drugs everywhere, all over the streets, depravity. You had the uh, uh, transgender agenda going on as well in, in some institutions up there. It was all of that Bruce used the term on Friday, debauchery. It was everywhere. Yeah. It caused the population to lash out, as you're talking about, in the opposite direction. And that's what we were talking about last night as we went offline. Uh, we were just kind of doing post-wrap-up. And I said, the problem we're going to face here, at least in the U.S., and I don't know about Europe, I, I doubt very seriously, but uh, because I think the people here are, uh, like, the people are to the breaking point. I think they've had enough. But in America, we haven't had enough yet. They're still looking for a singular person to come along and fix this problem. Uh, at least the <laughs> Europeans, to their credit, they understand that there isn't going to be a singular person to fix this problem. It's going to be on them. Oh, to, you, mean, to the Americans. you mean something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We always find, well, it's, we it's always find be, a profit. Exactly. When, when things and, have reached and gone beyond exactly. the Exactly. And, and we are yeah, we yeah, are yeah. literally we are hurtling towards that that perfect storm, if you will, of an economical crisis, hyperinflation, no food, no energy. People are going to clamor for a single outlet for their aggression, if you will. And yeah, I don't and know. You what those, I don't know who those, it's going to be. Are, uh, the, I don't know what form it's going to take. I don't know if it's going to be male, female, but it's going to be something. And people are going to get behind it from anybody that stands up and says, I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of those people. I'm going to get rid of that ideology. It's going to be out of here and we're going to have peace and quiet. That's what but people this, are this, going to get behind. And it, it that's that is what history know. shows. That is it. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the U.S. I'm not talking about Europe. I'm talking about the U.S. That is what I'm history shows. You look at that bit of um, matematics that you showed about that young girl. Who did she target? 
government. What are you talking about? The younger generation? Oh no, that young girl that you had on the there, one that was on, on the a gantry. The one that was very vocal. Who did she voice? Government. Well, she was blaming the government so, for everything. Yeah. 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 So you've got really the what the people don't understand is you've got that what is that international bank of settlements? Yeah. Which is near Bank the top tier where all, yeah, yeah. yeah, where you get your other banks. Yeah, so they organise stuff. And then the governments are the boys that carry it out to many degrees. All a lot of decisions are made up by those sort of people, those people that call themselves the elitists and whatever at that tier. And yet the governments are going to be the four guys for this. Yes, they've done it wrong, but they are going to be the four guys for it. If, because if the people rise up, those twats in charge. That have caused all this, hoping that the, the government scapegoats are going to cop the yes. lot. Yes, and that's that's what I was I was making that point last week. I said exactly that. I said the governments were positioned by the people above them to take the fall for this, and that's yeah. that's what will happen. Hey. The the corporations they'll and the banks. It, well, actually, the banks are above the corporations, but the corporations positioned as in like the pharma companies, they position the politicians to take the fall for this. The bureaucracy, the health departments, everything else, they position them to, to take the fall. The corporations were positioned by the banks to take the fall if that goes wrong. So, and who's yeah. who's going to take the fall for the banks? Uh, yeah, but the, certain banks that follow, there are a tier of them, isn't there? And then- Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So they'll, they're already starting to- consolidate within that. Citibank fired nearly all of their Wall Street employees just a few days ago. Uh-huh. So they're already starting to to do some house cleaning on Wall Street. So oh, they'll, they, they'll shut I mean, her. somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, they got to work out that shit's going to come backwards. They don't know how far it's going to come back. And there are people that believe they are immune to this and that they're going to have a world of chaos and they're just going to be able to do what they want afterwards. The key that we need to be focused on in this is it does not need to go to extremism. And it's going to be a fight in and of itself to keep people away from that. As I said, people are going to yeah. look for a single outlet of aggression as in like a focal point. And that's that's exactly right. what they're trying to position people to do. They're trying to position people to reject their democratic forms of government. They're trying to position people to do that and say, oh, well, we want something new. And then they're going to offer you something new. However, you will have a counterbalance to that. You'll have a leader somewhere, somehow rise up and say, we're not going down that road. We're going to do something else and we're going to get rid of this. Yeah, that needs to be to... looked at very carefully. That needs to be looked at very carefully because people have a tendency historically to go down a very bad road when that happens. And that needs to be avoided at all costs. Well, the thing that's got to be understood is people, you've just got to look at was it like three years ago, i.e. to you. Even forget what everybody's blaming it on. Just go three years ago or maybe five years ago and see the stability you had within your communities to some degree. You had stability within your nuclear families to some degree, even to the point where you didn't have to think about non-binary and the rest of the words that they bring out now nowadays. Because basically, it doesn't matter which way you look at it, man, woman, child, village, community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, a basic forms of society, whether you then moved into cities or whatever else, those standards have always been there. Trade and whatever. Behind it all, you've got the money makers, the money shifters, and it's been pushed to an extreme from one thing to another in three years. So what really need to do? If you don't find this 
prophet or this leader or whatever, you've got to manage to find a balance. You have to reestablish your own balance within your nuclear family. Somehow you've got to do that. Not everybody has got both sides of parenting or whatever, but you've got to find balance. Even this LBGTQ plus, how far it's gone on and ridiculous. Even the people that started that, whether it was lesbian, gays or whatever, you still had some form of identification as uh, a feminist or whatever. It's been pushed to extreme and even they're getting upset. They want to reestablish balance. I'm with you on that. Yeah, we are, no matter what happened, there was always attractions between uh, the opposite sexes as well. But the extreme it's gone to is just the chaos they want to keep you in. And we said this from day one, they just want segregation. They are creating segregation by giving people another identity and polarizing them against someone else. Well, you're gonna have the you're gonna you're gonna have the eye cats against the eye wolves next. Yeah, while they're calling it inclusive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's right. genius, isn't it? Uh, f- from a reverse uh, psychology standpoint, it's 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 just what pronoun are you? Well, I mean, what was it? Um, how stupid? How stupid was it? I mean, college debate. They had a a, a college debate in America about gender. they actually know how to debate. They know how to debate. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is this is the. They were having a talk about how the debate went, yeah? And this is how stupid it was. First of all, they had to go in there, and on the board, you had to put your pronoun, first of all. You've already lost my interest. <laughs> and if it got, I don't know, this is, they were having a right, I mean, it stood up and said, this is how it went, and there were so many people upset by it. But the colleges are pushing that agenda. They, they, he said, well, we had to put a pronoun on the board. And if the discussion got a bit heated, you might have had, oh, something put against you. And if it really got, you mean, so it's disagreement in a debate. Well, that's what debate's about. And if if it got too hot, you then had the society, the debating society might have kicked you out for debating hotly on your side. And it was just, I went, wow. And these people stand up going, we can't even debate this subject. And it is just ridiculous when your colleges, your universities are actually been, as Klaus Schwab puts it, penetrated. (laughs) He he actually said that at a university too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, we've penetrated all all the cabinets, and oh god, all right. And I actually, I have, I have, I have some good news for you on that. Um, do you know how do you know how we talk about Freeland? Yeah, do, no. Do you know how we talk about Krista Freeland? You know the uh, yes, the the lovely yes. young lady w- who is the, the uh, WWF yeah, yeah, yeah. puppet. Yeah, she is, and she she's up there leading the the meetings on stage with Larry Page from BlackRock and twitching still, and his, or has she come down? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, um, and we know somebody behind the scenes that could eat, that could possibly confirm or deny the validity of this, but rumor has it that, and I saw this today, rumor has it that she's being considered for a new job after her tenure is up at the Canadian, kind of, UN. Yeah, she's she's slated to be possibly the replacement for Jens Stoltenberg, who is the NATO Secretary General. Mm-hmm. I was wondering whether that happened. Uh-huh. But they don't shove them up in the House of Lords. She is currently the deputy prime minister as well as the Canadian finance minister because she knows everything about military operations within NATO. Of course, that's exactly who you would pick. Uh, and of course, Mr. Saltenberg, he's going to be resigning the uh, the post there 
as um, uh, as, as NATO going? Secretary General, and he's he's going to be going to uh, be the head of the Norwegian Central Bank after that. Oh, oh God! Yeah, because he he knows so much about banking. You see, so has Norway done something good to get him? <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get him to destroy the structure? I, I'm not quite sure. Oh, Jesus God Almighty! But do, do you see my point? Is like these are these are all Schwab's lackeys in that program in that WEF program. Oh no, no! I mean, it's all connected. It's and where they're pushing them around is is to, it doesn't matter where they go. This is the problem. The whole structure, the whole tier, all of it needs pulling down. The UN is a second twisted body of people, and it always has been for a long, long time. It's turned and, into a good old boys club for third world dictators. That's all it is. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, somebody, Pink Floyd, bought out a brilliant album called The Final Cut. Some people want to listen to that sometime. It's actually the album they bought out after um, the war, and it is worth listening to. Just listen to it, people. The final cut. Pink Floyd. Get a message. It is about, well, I'd like some feedback on that and see what people say, actually. It is. It is. A, and that's so old. And yeah, it is. It's worth a listen to. And it, it just, it, it keys everything in. I mean, they're still putting out films and books about the sort of thing that's going on nowadays. This is a science of fiction novel come true, or several of them. Yeah, Philip K. Dick, who actually um, wrote Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which became Blade Runner, that is a possible future. That is a very, very possible future. Do you know who Majid Nawaz is? Majid Nawaz? Majid Nawaz. He's a host on LBC. Oh, Majid Nawaz, as in London Broadcasting. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Sorry, he was talking in a uh, uh, in a conference just the other day about the dangers of central bank digital currencies. Would you like to hear it? Because he was talking about a possible future, just like you're talking about. If we don't safeguard against it, he's probably going to hit it on the button. So it's worth listening to. So now you've got this CBDC that requires ID. So what's the big problem, Magic? What's wrong with that? Think about it. Every single transaction in your life that you will ever do and ever have done will be logged and registered on an open ledger because that's what the blockchain is. But what CBDCs are is your national identity tied to a digital currency that will log every single one of your transactions forever. Because once it's on the blockchain, you can't erase it. And that gives you absolutely no anonymity. And the second concern is control because this currency can be programmed. And when it's programmed, it means that it can be set by government and determine, it can determine what you purchase and what you sell and what you buy. And so if you go back to Canada and what happened with the truckers' protests, uh, you're on a list, you can be penalized, and of course, uh, it's an incredible problem. So how do we make sure that our rights are guaranteed, even though this uh, phenomenon is on the horizon and is coming at us anyway? And the answer there is we've got to make sure that we protect the off-ramp. Whatever that off-ramp is in the form of a decentralized digital currency that allows for you to trade without being traced and tracked, and without being controlled, we've got to make sure that that currency, that off-ramp, that decentralized version is protected. And it's no coincidence that countries around the world, lead, led by China, but others as well followed them, are banning Bitcoin exchanges. So our responsibility becomes to protect the off-ramp so that there's a choice so that you're not permanently involved in what is 
total slavery or serfdom and you end up living like what looks like and feels like a black mirror episode that's partly um, why uh, to what he was saying there i think that's partly why we're seeing cryptocurrencies tank right now yeah they're supposed to be detached from the whole uh economic system supposedly now we had a lot of people that were involved in stock markets and whatnot that got involved that didn't necessarily believe in crypto as a uh, decentralized uh, currency. They believed in it as a means to make money. And so they were investing in it like a stock. Now that the actual dollar is tanking and they're losing money in their actual stocks, they're uh, liquidating everything they can to pay, you know, to stay afloat. And that includes crypto. So crypto is tanking. And I, I honestly, with the way it's tanking, we're going to see the government come in and go, you know, we need to regulate this because too many people were injured. They were harmed in this. Too many people lost money. Uh, so huh. we need to we need to put regulations in place. When is the last time, they, when when is the last time they done that? It's, it's the last volatile. time they did that was when yep. when the people actually used hedge funds and everything against the people with money. And yep. then they said, we can't let this happen ever again. Bitcoin was created, digital currency was created because it's faster, a faster response. People weren't making enough money on the stock exchange because there was milliseconds of time movement. They wanted something faster. Therefore, they wanted to be able to respond faster, and they could. It was all about making money. The biggest problem we've got there is people... They want to make, no matter which way it is, whether it's your hedge funds, whether it's your stocks and everything, it's all driven. It, is, it creates gamblers. It creates hurt. It does that. And it does that already in the thousands. The amount of people that get talked into doing it and don't know what they're bloody doing, they lose an incredible amount of their livelihoods and they can get scammed and everything. itself is a nightmare. It, it, the whole system needs reevaluating and changing and it does on our terms. And on our terms. Yeah, on our terms. It does not need to be in the control of those few because it is. It needs to there needs to be a free floating thing. There needs to be trade, but trade on its worth, bouncing things backwards and forwards proves that nothing everything has become worthless. It has. And how many political lies and trading documents are used to the harv? I mean, you take what was it? What was it? Trading places, brilliant film, brilliant film. They what? Uh, they eventually had to find out what was it? The uh, whether the um, harvest of oranges were good that year or whatever. You know, on that product alone, people could have made millions or whatever, and lives could have been ruined. And they did. It was a comedy, but it was a, yeah, a correct crypto, comedy. Yeah, but crypto has always been a very volatile investment anyway. It, it's very uh, unstable, if you will. So, I mean, people could make money in it, yes, but they could also lose money in it at the same time. Do you know how many times Bitcoin has crashed in the course of 10 years? It's countless. It's been countless. Yeah. I've watched Bitcoin go from nothing to $50 and then from $50 to 20 the next day. To thousands. Like, yeah, to and thousands, then to thousands. Yeah. It's, and then they'll lose thousands again. Like it's down a thousand today. It was it was dropping a thousand every 15 minutes the other day. That to me is just like, that's crazy. That 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 is absolutely crazy. It's too volatile. I understand the point of it. I, I do get the point of it, but it has to be 
completely disconnected from the system. As Bruce said, it, it originally started out with, you know, as a, a thing that they thought, OK, well, we're just going to invest in it like a stock. That's not the intent of it. That never was. But that's what they thought they were going to do. And they just kind of moved it. You notice that they just kind of moved it under the umbrella of the stock exchanges as if it's just somehow part of things now. No, it was never meant to be that way. If we're going to do a no, cryptocurrency, if we're going to do one, as in we're going to protect that off ramp like Nawaz was talking about, if we're going to do that, then it needs to be like the cryptocurrency that's already out there. It needs to be like Monero. That is completely hey, untraceable. It needs, it needs to be free floating. Exactly. But the change that has to be made is the stock exchange was there for stock. What created the evil bastards and their leverage were the hedge funds. You yes, shouldn't the hedge funds be able. Go. You sh- go. The hedge funds have to go because they're an instrument to bet and be used against an opposition. I'm not angry that that Hungarian old git flagellating mess of flesh pissed off the UK bank back in the 90s to prove a point. But that's what hedge funds were for. He proved a point that by word of mouth and creating a fund, you could actually cause a lot of damage. At that point in history, they should have said, no, that should not be allowed to ever be done to company or country again. Fine, it's happened. Good point. But instead of that, they, es- they, they, they started to escalate it and say, wow, what else can we do with this? Well, we, we can create this as a tool for what? Yeah. We can create BlackRock Vanguard and State Street is what we can do with this. <laughs> Just, and it's got out of control. But it's also created a pinnacle of a few have assets in just about everything because they've just, ruined everything. Just a bit of uh, uh, kind of mentioning crypto there and saying it it was, uh, they made it eventually function more like a stock. It was always supposed to function somewhat like a stock. And the reason being is not, okay, let me, let me clarify. It started as trading like a stock and it's going to remain that way until you can get through the legal process of it. Basically, the bottom line is a lot of countries have laws preventing you from creating a new currency. So they can't say cryptocurrencies are a new currency. They can't say that. They have to say it's a commodity. It's to be traded like a stock. They have control. to do that to skirt laws. They'd lose control. Exactly. So yeah. that's why it's that's why it's classified as a stock, though it's more it's a it's a currency. And the blockchain was created because it was moving so fast and they needed the blockchain. So they needed a record of it because it was a digital, digitized disk. But once again, interesting tools and they're going to be misused. They are going to be misused. Well, we ran over a little bit. Uh, you got any uh, <laughs> got any final thoughts? Final thoughts? I got a thousand yeah. of them. I know you yeah. do. You've I got been th- probably I busy know. on your notebook it's, it's, it's all just, week. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, the biggest the biggest problem I've got is people problem. It's just getting out of control. It is, I, I just do not know how many times we can reiterate that. The only, every, yeah, Johnny, you're right. People are dithering and looking for a savior to pop out the woodwork. Yeah. But in the meantime, you've got to question everything. You see, um, an interesting discussion went on the other day. And it actually said a, uh, something about human psyche where a person had like animosity towards another person and they wondered why and then they met each other and they said i really feel uncomfortable and then the other person went well i also feel uncomfortable about you they were in a similar job 
And because they were seen and they were like doing the same thing, but they felt uncomfortable because they felt like um, one was put in or they felt inferior in the other's company. And not until they actually met and spoke to each other and realized that, that they actually looked at themselves and thought, well, my own failing is myself. My own weakness is myself. And then they realized they had to work on their own weaknesses because we have loads of them. We have loads of them. We work on our own weaknesses and we actually are a bit honest with ourselves and we will find balance and move forward. And not until you actually do that as an individual, you start to see things a bit clearly, work out that oh, you can actually do things. You can actually do something yeah, about everything that's going on around you. So even if it is, if, if you see a person, if you, why does that person act like Just talk to them. And you actually probably find out that the problem was yourself. And then when you admit to your own weaknesses, Christ, we have loads of them. People wind us up and whatever. But when you actually are able to tell each other and put each other down and realize that it's you're actually being truthful with each other and it's not as harmful as what it is, you can move forward and find your balance. You've got to find your own strengths. And that's what we had and that's what we used to. And that's what kept us balanced in society instead of being polarized and butting your head against each other this is just got out of hand there's no acceptance of anything really just i don't know i'm not going to finalize that it's an open book for people to actually check themselves fair enough we will leave it there we'll see you next week yes yeah i'll be about fantastic for those of you who'd like to send us some feedback please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com also do you like the podcast you're listening to we do love having you as a listener and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction gentlemen thank you for being here this evening thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening